Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today. And to all of my German subscribers, Guten Tag, wie geht's? I'm guessing the answer right now is nicht so gut. Because if you look at Germany, and this is what we're going to be looking into today, and we look at the GDP, the economy there, it is imploding. And if it continues on like this, the German economy will collapse. And no, I'm not fear-mongering or trying to scare anybody. This is simply statistics and economics. And you saw on my thumbnail, I was holding up these things here. What is this? This is a 50 euro bill, which was worth a lot more just a few months back. Now it is not worth that much, especially when compared to the US dollar. We talked about this last week how the euro had reached parity with the US dollar. And not only that, it's bouncing around this one for one ratio. It actually dropped for the first time in a long time below parity. So what else have I got here? This is a Renton mark. Many of you will not have seen a Renton mark before, but this is 10,000 Renton marks. And this is what occurred during the Weimar Republic. And I've covered the Weimar Republic several times before and how the German economy of the time actually broke down. You had the Deutschmark and the Rentenmark running side by side due to a period of hyperinflation. Now, what I want to do today is I want to jump straight onto the shared screen and get into all of the data and the graphs so you can actually see this for yourself and you can make your own assessment of where the German economy is going. Now, one thing to bear in mind is that Germany is the largest economy in the Eurozone, within the EU. If Germany goes, a lot of other countries will follow. And we have this derogatory term, I don't use it, but a lot of economists use it, called the pigs nations. Portugal, Italy, Greece and Spain. And in previous years, they've relied upon Germany and France and some of the other big economies to sort of bail out some of the other underperforming nations. Now, let me ask you a question. If Germany or potentially France begins to fail, who is going to bail out some of the other nations? You'll recall that walk I did quite a long time ago now where I gave you the example of the League of Nations and what happened there with Persia at the time, now modern day Iran, where the whole League of Nations was supposed to come together and defend one another. And what actually happens, it was more a case of, oh, did we really agree to that? Well, that was when times were good. And for those of my UK subscribers or elsewhere in Europe, don't think that you are off the hook here either because this is starting to spread everywhere. So let's get into the shared screen now then. So I've taught you this many times before, and this is around the PPI, and it stands for the Producer Price Index. The Producer Price Index is what actually goes into creating the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. You also have the Manufacturers Index as well. But today we're just going to look at the Producer Index. And this is Germany. I've taken it right back to over a 25-year scale here. So you can see what producer prices have looked like historically, bouncing just off this 80 line 
right the way through to 2005 as it starts to go up to 100 and then we saw a dip but then it's bounced off this 100 line for a long period of time since the early 2010s until we got to the lockdown period here and what has actually happened is producer prices have exploded now if you recall when i get taught you hockey stick theory this is a perfect example of the hockey stick theory in action and this has not yet run its course there's still more to go now i just want to compare this chart here this graph which is modern day to actually what we saw within the weimar republic of germany and here we see a very, very similar chart. So let me just go back again and we'll zoom out. Okay, so we can see this sort of period here, very short period into this hockey stick. And we're seeing a similar pattern with what actually occurred within the Weimar Republic. Now, they're completely different things. I want to be clear of that. And I'm not saying that Germany is going into a hyperinflation, but there definitely is a risk of this if the ECB, as well as the fiscal policy by the German government, does not get a handle on the inflation. And for those of you in the US, here's a comparison then of German paper marks to the US dollar from 1922 through to 1923. Now, bear in mind that this was a few years before the Great Depression of 1929 to 1938. So a lot of the time, people never think about Weimar Republic and how this actually occurred before the Great Depression actually impacted the rest of the world. So you can see 1923, this was actually five years. So there was a five year leeway before we actually had that first year, the, the beginning year of the Great Depression. So 1928, as it went into 1929, when it officially kicked off as the Great Depression. Now, you'll remember my lectures then on energy input prices and how this affects the GDP of a country. When you have too much, this actually restricts growth and it causes manufacturers and factories. So these are your, uh, we talked about the manufacturers index at the beginning. We also have the producers index. This causes these businesses, there's always a tipping point where they say the energy costs are just too expensive. We need to close down manufacturing. As soon as that happens, it has a knock-on effect to the rest of the economy. So this has these ripple effects. So let's say that you are working in a store and you're relying on these components and metals, which a lot of the factories and manufacturing that have been closed down are heavy metals and manufacturing of heavy engineering. Well, what do you do if you're in a business or you're employed by a business that relies on these things? How are you going to work? Well, you simply can't. You will have to be sent home or laid off until times are better. And this is the slippery slope, my friends, that we found ourselves into in which we were forecasting as much as 18 months ago that this would happen due to these ESG mandates, as well as the conflict that we talked about in more recent times between the Russia and Ukraine. But let's look at a couple of articles here. So electricity prices in Europe exploded above 1,000 euros. And I believe that is 1,000 euros per megawatt. And I also believe that is not just electricity, but natural gas as well. And that is unsustainable for any business at those sort of rates. So as we scroll down there, natural gas prices in Europe grew by more than 200% in 2022. So that's just this year alone with more to come and more than 300% the previous year. 
Now you think about that, 300% last year, 200% this year, that is absolutely insane price explosions. It is unsustainable. If the energy prices continue in this way, it is gonna take us back to the dark ages. And I say that tongue in cheek, obviously. Electricity prices in Europe skyrocketed. Germany and France both suffering from serious difficulties are setting nearly daily records for electricity. This is due to Russia's restrictions on natural gas supplies and in the case of France, a persistent decline in nuclear generation. Governments all around Europe have started to impose severe restrictions on energy use as the price of electricity in France rose to, get this, 1,130 euros per megawatt hour on the European energy exchange. A record was also set in Germany, which saw a rise to roughly 700 euros per megawatt hour. This is the equivalent of more than $1,500 per barrel on the oil market, just to give you the severity of the context here. And unfortunately, France, which was supposed to be the saving grace of Europe, now has a serious problem of their own because they didn't maintain their nuclear reactors. France leads with the highest electricity prices. For the first time ever, electricity costs in France exceeded a thousand euros per megawatt hour after extensions to the shutdowns of three critical nuclear reactors because of corrosion issues. Interesting that this would just happen uh, coincidentally at the time that we need these reactors and the reduced hydroelectric output owing to the drought. 56 nuclear reactors produce 70% of France's electricity, although 32 of them are now not operating due to maintenance. Now, call me a conspiracy theorist here, but 32 out of the 56 just suddenly decide that they are gonna close down. Now, I don't know about you, but I am sat here scratching my chin at this one um, in disbelief. It just seems a little bit too much of a coincidence to me. France has historically been one of Europe's largest net exporters of power, but that position is no longer valid as its yearly nuclear output is on track to have its worst year in more than 30 years. If the supply situation results in blackouts and freezing homes this winter, it might, I would say it certainly will, cause civil unrest and political turmoil. Now, I do wanna give a lot of commentary on this, but I'm gonna do that on another day when I get deeper into the actual macroeconomics of this and, and talk about the ancient history and the, the relations to other civilizations. But let's get a little deeper on the Germany producer prices then. So the annual producer inflation in Germany rose to a new record high of 45.8% in August of 2022. So this is up from 37.2% a month earlier. And again, this is what I keep saying about these economists, these genius forecasters. Yet again, they are getting it wrong at every turn. So they had forecasts of 37.1%. They were way out by 8.7%. 
percent. I mean, it's, it's not as if they were out by 0.8%. No, they were out by 8.7%. You need to really get the gravity of this situation and understand that the economists have lost control. They don't even understand now the economics of the own systems they've created. And we have these other significant price increase. Uh, again, one thing I mentioned, metals 19.9%, fertilizers and nitrogen compounds 108.8%. Ladies and gents, this is pretty much game over for this exuberant, I guess is the word, food supply network that we have. It is simply unsustainable to continue producing the levels of cheap food that we have when you have fertilizer at 108.8%. And that is not, you know, oh, 108% over the last five year increase. No, this is in a very short space of time. Cereal flour, 46.4%. Yes, why? Because the fertilizers come first. You fertilize the ground. The cereals, the flowers come afterwards, 46.4%. Non-durable consumer goods, 16.9%, such as food, 22.3%. Durable consumer goods, 10.9%, and capital goods, 78%. So can you see how this is flowing through the economy then? Germany's government agrees on 65 billion euro relief package amid soaring energy prices. But all of this that Germany's doing, that the UK is doing, what America's doing, the, you know, the USA, Canada, it will go into greater inflation later on. The German government on Sunday agreed to a 65 billion euro plan to ease the pressure on households amid spiraling inflation and energy costs. Another sector experiencing soaring inflation inflation is groceries, which saw prices surge 12% in June before reaching 16.6% in August. Now, the next crisis is starting to go through, and this is where German corporations are using the economic crisis to impose mass layoffs. What does this result in? Unemployment. Unemployment hits that final peg that I talked about, which is employment scarring. And the more layoffs there are, the less money that you're able to spend into the economy, the more businesses then have to lay off and eventually you have this downward spiral. So this is what we're seeing playing out. I keep seeing all these comments, oh, well, in America or the USA, oh, everything's fine. Oh, in Canada, we're fine. Oh, Australia, New Zealand, we're fine. Um, I don't know what people are seeing that I'm not seeing because, and I think I know what it is. A lot of people read um, the mainstream stuff, the newspapers, they watch the news and they're being told everything's fine. Whereas I, and again, I've said this since 2020, I don't listen to a word the media say. I can't, I don't care for anything they say. What I do is I look at statistics. I look at the facts. I look at the numbers. And I've done this right since the beginning of 2020. And so far, I've been very satisfied with my decisions, especially seeing all the carnage and craziness that we are seeing around the world right now. I think you know what I'm talking about. A detailed report in Newsweekly, Der Spiegel, speaks of a systemic collapse and quotes economists from the Keele Institute for the World Economy, IFW, who most recently had to revise their growth forecast for the coming year downward by four percentage point. This isn't, you know, one, uh, one, 1.2%, you know, downgrade, which would be huge. No, this is four percentage points. 
the researchers warn of a massive recession and put the additional national cost for energy imports at 123 billion euros this year and 136 billion next year. This would mean GDP shrinking by up to 1.4%. This is enormous. And we now have all of these articles coming out. Europe's energy crisis is going to get worse and the world will bear the costs. Natural gas topped $3,100 per 1,000 cubic meters, a 610% increase over last time last year. At this price, many power stations cannot afford to operate. And now we have the benchmark electricity price in Europe surge over 300% in 2022, breaking records. Taken together, energy prices are 10 times higher than the five-year average. So it's not just households that are struggling, even the government's struggling. The 279 billion, they're actually pricing it in dollars here, so 279 billion dollars is already not enough. And Britain's National Energy Action Charity projects an increase from 4.5 million UK households to a full 8.5 million will face energy poverty this winter. Kosovo, which is a country in Europe, is already suffering rolling blackouts two hours off for every six hours on. Brown and blackouts are also expected in other European countries. But wait, you think it's over? No. They're now saying that gas prices will hit $5,000 per 1,000 cubic meters by the end of 2022. So I just wanna finish off with a couple of charts for you then and, and link back to what how we started this video with the uh, euros here and the Rentenmark. And let's look at what Germany is doing with their M1 supply, their money supply. Well, look at this, since 1980, look what has happened just in the last, well, let's actually get a bit closer here. Look at this since 2020, look what has happened. And then if we look at the European Union core inflation rate as well, look again what has happened. This is running away, the inflation rate, and they are not tightening fast enough in order to stop this. And the ECB keeps talking about, we've got this under control, don't worry, GDP is growing and we're going to pay off the debt. Well, the statistics don't show that. Again, always come back to facts, figures, don't rely on emotion, no matter what anyone tries to say to you, always look at the facts, the statistics. The statistics show that GDP in the Eurozone is falling. The only reason this bar looks higher than some of the previous years is because they printed a ton of money and then they used that and double counted it with GDP. They counted it when it got put into the supply. They counted it again as it's spent around the supply due to the concept of velocity of money or money velocity. So don't be fooled by this gray bar. The GDP of the EU is crashing. And then finally then, I wanna just show you this chart. This is European Union government debt to GDP. In 2020, it was 90%. In 2021, 88%. And we're just waiting for 2022 figures here, but I can tell you it is not going to be good. But actually, this is the case everywhere right now. Debt to GDP is exploding. And historically, we know what happens. Governments have two options. They either have hyperinflation or they go into a giant recession, potentially depression. And they choose the same thing every single time. So I hope you are prepared, my friends, for everything that is coming down the pipeline. I certainly am. I've definitely got hidden behind the uh, 
Renton mark there. I have my silver, I have cash, I have cryptocurrency, I have everything I need to make sure that I'm going to be able to ride this through. I have food preps, I have all the, the usual stuff that you need to survive periods like this. I know some of you will be rolling your eyes at this point, going, oh, Neil, that was a great video, you ruined it at the end. But remember what I always say, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. You lose nothing by preparing, absolutely nothing at all. But if you don't prepare, you could lose everything. So look at it in that way and you won't think it's a crazy theory. All right, well, thank you so much for watching today. Really appreciate it. If you haven't checked out my stock market course, it is below in the description, brand new, and it's getting great feedback already. So thank you so much for everyone who's enrolled so far. Take care, God bless. I will see you tomorrow.